Okay, Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf Mem Ches. <coughs> daf Mem Ches 48 in Sochem. We learned for a four Shalema for Tova Miriam Bastvara Mindel. <coughs> Yesterday we got down to the sixth of the wide lines on Mem Ches We're at the end of the sixth line there. What's the discussion? Let's recall the Mishnah. In the Mishnah, we had a Machlokas. You have some dough on Pesach morning. You want to make matzahs. But the dough became Tomei. What can you do? If you leave it, the whole thing is going to become chametz. So you have to bake it. But you have to take challah from the dough. And the challah, if it's Tomei, cannot be eaten by anybody because it's truma. It's a kind of truma. The Kohen can't eat it. It's got to be destroyed. You can't destroy it on Pesach because it's Yontif. Yang ain't sarf and trumas and kachim on Pesach. So what do you do? So Rabelezer's solution, Rabelezer said back on uh, in the Mishnah, Rabelezer said, what do you do? Pardon? Did somebody say something? I thought you said, okay. So Rabelezer said, what you do is you bake it. You bake it now because you can't leave it. It's going to become chametz. You can't burn it. So you bake it. If you bake it into matzah, it won't become hummus. But the problem then is you're baking something. The part that you took off that's challah, if you took the challah already, you're baking something for no purpose. You can't eat it on Pesach. There's no heter to, to bake or cook for something that's not going to be used at all on yantav. It's going to be destroyed afterwards. So therefore, what he says is don't call it challah yet. He says, Lo tikros, don't call it challah. Even though part of it you're going to have to give to the Kohen or effectively get rid of it, but don't call it challah yet, and this way you could bake it. Uh, there was another sheet of Bemsera says, no, put it in cold water. Maybe that'll work. That don't work. But the Beimach looks between Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Shua. Shua says, no, no problem. Let it turn to chametz. You're mafresh the challah. It's not yours. It's not the Kohen's. He didn't get it yet, and it's not yours. And you're not over and buy your own That was the Machlokas. So we had on Ahmed Bez over there, Marcel, well, maybe the Machlokas is in Tova Sanoa. What do you mean it's not yours? Rabbi Shua says it's not yours. Why? Because, but you, you, you're, it's worth something to you. You get the goodwill that somebody could pay you to give it to a particular coin, so it's worth something. So he says that's not considered ownership. That's not worth anything. And the Rabbanans say it is. That was, and Rabbanan says that it is. Maybe that's the Machlokas. I think Mara says no. Everybody holds it's not, Tovah is not worth anything. And Machlokas is of Hoel. That's what the Gemara said before about Hoel. But what is the Hoel? So here, Rav Merchama wants to say the same thing. We had a Machlokas for the last two days between Rabbah and Rav Chista. Rabbah holds of Hoel. What's the basic concept of Hoel? I can bake more on Yantav because maybe guests will come. So I could bake, even though you're not supposed to bake for nothing. You know, the Hetra is only if you have something to eat. You're going to eat it now, but uh, you're going to eat it on Yantav. But if you finished eating already, Yantav, you had your meals it's Yantif afternoon. There's no hatcher to cook. Unless you say, oh, well, maybe guests will come. So that's what Rabbi says. Rabbi Chista doesn't hold the poem. We went this discussion back and forth. Do you say, oh, well, in different cases? So now the Gemara says, on the sixth line, Amem Chesam and Aleph, the end of the sixth line, Omer Rabbi Choma, Hadar Rabbi Chista, Rabbi, the Machlokas between Rabbi Chista and Rabbi, that Rabbi Chista doesn't hold the poem, and Rabbi does. That's the Machlokas, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shur, Machlokas, Rabbi Shur, that's the Machlokas. So Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Amrin and Hol, we do say, oh, well, oh, well, what? Doesn't tell us. Rabbi Shua Savalor meaning Hoel. We don't say Hoel. Which Hoel? Which Hoel? Hoel before, before, uh, before on, on uh, Mem Vav Amid Beis, the Hoel that the Gemara discussed over there apparently was, oh, he says, no, everybody holds that uh, there's no Tobas or no, it's not worth anything. Rabbi Lezer holds Hoel. What does he say? Bake it because 
Okay, you made it into challah, but since you can rescind the challah, you remember, go, you'll be shoel on the truma, you go to, uh, to the rabbi and say, I didn't mean it, whatever, you're going to go back on it, and it's not going to be challah anymore, then it's going to be yours, and then you'll be over, so the only, so, so therefore you can bake it, because it could be yours, right? Hoel boy, Mishal and Mamon, it's considered yours, and therefore you can't just leave it, the only solution is to bake it, because you could be shoel on it. That's what we said before. And the Bishua says, no, we don't hold of Hoel. But the Gemara, as that's what the Gemara said before. Rashi on this page says, that doesn't make sense. What are you saying? That you could Hoel because you can, you can rescind the Truma and, or the Kachim and not make it Kachim anymore. So therefore it's considered yours. Well, what about the whole thing? We had right? You can't have it. But, but you can see uh, uh, somebody else's, like a guy's, or hegdishes. What do you mean hegdishes? If you're makdishid, you can rescind your hegdish, right? The same way you can rescind the truma and the challah, you can rescind the hegdish too. So why doesn't Reb say over there also that you should be over and buy a raw, buy a matzah of what? Of hegdish. If you're makdish something, oh, you're not over, you're makdish some challah, you're not over and buy a raw, right? Why does he say no? Hoel, since you could rescind it, you should be over there too. He should argue. Here he argues with Rishu and our Mishnah. If the Svar is Hoel, that you can go back on that, that's pretty far out to say. Therefore, Rashi, Rashi says over here, he's not Goris over there, that business about you can be sure you can rescind the whole thing. What's the Hoel? Here's the Hoel. Rashi says over here, what's the Hoel? That Rablezer holds of Hoel, and Rishu doesn't hold of Hoel. That's what Ramachal wants to say, the Machlokis is Hoel. What's the Hoel? Since, if you want to, if you want to, you don't have to, what Rabbi Blood said, you don't have to declare the chametz now. Don't, I mean the challah now. Don't call it challah now. Since if you want to, you could bake the whole, all, the, all the dough into various lachmaniyot, and they're all ro'i for you. What about giving challah? After you baked it, you'll take a little piece off of each challah that you made, of each bread that you made, each lachmaniyah that you made, and give that to the koi. Now, you're not supposed to do that lachachil, you're supposed to take it from the dough and give them a whole chunk, or bake that whole chunk into a bread. Not to say, but you could do that. That's what Rashi says. That's the shot over here, too. That's what he says. Ella, what, what Rashi says, uh, um, that, uh, you're not going to be able to eat whatever you're going to be, mafish later on, give to the coin. You can't eat it, right? And, and it's tame, so the coin can't eat either. Still, since if you want to, you don't have to be mafish it now. But rather, you'll take a little piece off of each lachmaniyah that you made. So you could say, and each piece, each piece is roy for you to eat, and therefore you can eat it. In other words, every, every lachmaniyah that you're going to bake now, every loaf, let's call it, that you're going to bake now, is really roy for you to eat. I, how, what about the challah? You'll take a little piece of the challah and give that to the Kohen. But basically, you're baking everything that's roy to eat. So therefore, he wants to say, that's the machlok. So Reblezer says, why does he say bake it? You can't leave it, it's going to become chametz, right? It's going to become chametz. And it's yours, as we'll see, maybe he holds of Tova Sana too, that maybe it is something, the goodwill that you have, and it is yours. So you can't leave it around, it's going to turn chametz, and you're going to have chametz. You'll be over in Bali Rabbi Matzei. If you're mafresh the challah now, then there's an usher to bake. If you're mafresh the challah for the Kohen now, and it's Tomei, you can't bake it, because uh, it's also Los Asakomalacha, you're working for nothing. There's no, uh, you can't eat that uh, challah. So there's no, there's no heter to bake challah if you can't eat it. So what are you going to do? So therefore, the best option is, is, you know what? Don't call it challah yet. And since, in theory, whatever you bake now, you could eat. 
because you could take a piece of whatever loaf you have and give that to the coin. That's good. If Yeshua says, no, you don't say that. You don't say, oh, that's not the way to do things. We don't say, oh, well, right, Rashi? Rabbi Shua says, no, you're going to be matter baking on Yontif, and you're going to be, whole since what? The boy, you could, you could, um, uh, you could, since if you want to, you could take off a piece of challah now after you bake it. No, we don't say that. That's not the way to do things. And therefore, uh, we don't, we, therefore, therefore, he says the best option is, is just leave it, let it become chametz, and it's not yours, and you're not over and by your raw, by your matzah. Um, <clears throat> Rashi says that's a shot in Rabbi Yeshua. He says uh, since at the end you're going to take a piece of challah, uh, you're going to you have to uh, whatever whatever you bake. Let's say you bake ten loaves over here. You're going to give one of the loaves to the kohen. So you're baking something for the kohen which is which he can't use and you can't use and it's over in losasam lacha. I in theory you could say you could take all ten loaves. And you'll take a little piece of each one. That's not the way to do things, and therefore he doesn't agree with that solution. So Rabbi Rachama said again, let's say that the machlokes of Chistan Rabba, whether they say hold or not, that's machlokes. Rabbi Lezer says you hold of Hoel. Shua says you don't hold of Hoel. Lo amin hol. Amar Papa the Dilma the Dilma who says that's machlokes. When you put the stuff, when you put, let's say, I said you took this dough, you made it into 10 loaves, and you put that in the oven. Maybe over there he holds of hoel. But if you want to say that he holds of hoel in general, like by Yantif 2, Yantif afternoon, Yantif is over in three hours, and you're going to start baking now. Why? Because maybe guests will come, and therefore you're allowed to. Uh, maybe he wouldn't say that. You can't eat. You finished eating already. It's Yontif afternoon. You're allowed to go and bake now just for the, because uh, on the off chance that uh, that guests will come, maybe he wouldn't say that. In other words, maybe Rabbi Lezer will say over there in our Mishnah, yes, you got dough, which is tummy. And what are your options? You don't want to leave it around. It's going to be uh, He doesn't hold to the cooling process of putting water on it. What's your best option? Don't call it, uh, don't call it uh, chaliyat, don't be mafreshit, right? And say that, what, since, since I could take it later on, you know, since I could be mafreshit later on, that's good enough, right? I don't have to be mafreshit, boy, low mafreshit, I don't have to take one of them right now, I'll just take a piece afterwards. So therefore, there he's mater and says, okay, so do it this way and don't be mafreshit yet. Since I don't have to be mafreshit yet, I could do it later on. That's good. But but to say that I can bake on Yontif afternoon because maybe guests will come, maybe maybe he wouldn't say Paul. Then it's don't say, yes, Rabbi and Rav Chista argue specifically, do you say Hoel or not? Rabbi says you always say Hoel. Rav Chista says you don't say Hoel. The reason why you could bake on Yontif afternoon is because it's mutter to bake from Yontif to Shabbos, except the rabbis forbade it lest you come to cook from Yontif to the weekdays and therefore you make an air of Tafshilim. Right, but uh, there, there Rabba holds of Hoel, but maybe Rabbi Lezer only holds of Hoel in this case, not in general. Right? Also, the other way, you want to say Rabbi Shua doesn't hold of Hoel? Maybe he doesn't have a Hoel. Because he knows that of these loaves that you're going to bake now, one of them is not going to be good for you or for anybody, even for the guests, because it's Truma, which is Tomei, and no, it's Chala, which is Tomei, which is like Truma, and it's Tomei, and nobody can eat it. But over here, where it's at least on Shiantif, where Shiantif afternoon, you could bake, maybe guests will come. So maybe he would agree. In other words, comparing generally baking on Yantif afternoon in case guests will come is not the same as our Mishnah. In our Mishnah, he says, listen, 
<laughs> the fa- at the end of the day, you have dough here, and you make it into, separate it into 10 loaves, and you're going to bake it. Eventually, you have to give part of it to the coin, and nobody can eat that. You can't eat it. You, he, uh, he can't eat it. It's baking for nothing. So you're over in La Sasa Malacha. You can't bake for that reason. But on Yontif afternoon, on a regular Yontif afternoon, you want to say, can you, can you bake for uh, the possibility guests will come? Yeah, maybe guests will come and eat it. But here you're talking about baking something of those 10 loaves, which nobody's going to be able to eat on that Yontif So therefore, maybe the Machlokas or Blesen Rishu is only in our Mishnah, but they wouldn't necessarily argue throughout the Cholotar Kula about Hoel. I'm going to give of Zera. So, uh, wait, I skipped the line. Uh, so maybe he would say whole onion on a regular anthem. The rabbis repeated over this that Rabbi Barchama said that maybe the machlokis in our mission is also with Hoel. Uh, they said this in front of Rav Yirmiya and Rav Zeyra. Rav Yirmiya Kibla, Rav Yirmiya accepted it. He says, yes, okay, that's the machlokis in our Mishnah. Rabbi Lezer holds of Hoel, Rabbi Shua doesn't. Rav Zeyra low Kibla, Rav Zeyra didn't accept it. Rav Zeyra, Vasi Kamashani. Our mission, which has been so hard to understand all these years. Why? See, so Rashi explains. Because to explain that the homach locus is in Tovah Sanam moment or not, the other Sfar that we had before, in other words, where Blazer holds, well, the goodwill that you have that you can give the challah to whichever coin you want, that's worth money. So it's worth money. It's yours. You're over in Balyarabai Matzeh. And therefore, the only option is to bake it. Whereas Rabbi Yeshua says, no. Rabbi Yeshua says, no, that it's not mummy and it's not yours. Let it sit there. Let it, don't bake it. Let it become chametz and it's not yours. But it's difficult to say that machlokis alone. Why? Because even if you all like, you say that Rabbi Lezer holds Tavis on his money, but why are you allowed to bake it? It's losasikum locha. It's baking for nothing. It has no purpose. You can't eat it. The coin can't eat it. So that's a difficult thing. So this mission has been very difficult all these years. But my plea, Rabbi Lezer Yeshua, Hashadam Ramesh made the Gavarabin. Now that Rabbi Chama, they told us over this, uh, this, uh, the, the Sfar for the Machlokas, in the name of a Gavarabin, that's Rami Chama that we started with. We shouldn't accept it. In other words, now I, that's a good Sfar to explain the Machlokas. Maybe they hold, may, again, Rabbi Lezer holds of Tobis, uh, that Tobis and Mamon. And Rabbi Shua holds it's not. But in addition, how does Rabbi Lezer get around the Losasikom Malacha? Because you could say, since every loaf in theory is roi, you could eat each loaf. You're making 10 loaves, you can eat each one. Give a little piece of each one to the, to the uh, little piece of one of them or a few of them to the Kohen for the proper shear. Do that afterwards. This makes sense. So we're not going to accept it. So Rav Zeyra said to Rav how can I accept that answer? The Tanina we learned, in the Bryce it says, Rav Yeshua said to Rav Lezer, who says, bake it. According to you, you're over on How can you bake something which has no purpose? And Rav Lezer had no answer. So you're going to tell me now that you have an answer. He's, uh, if it's true that he has hoel, I could say no, since if I want to, I could bake each, pea, bake, bake each loaf before I mafresh it, before I mafresh it for the Kohen, right? Don't call it, and that's what Rabbi Lezer said. Uh, until you bake it. So since if I want to, in theory, all these loaves are mine. What do you mean? I'm baking for nothing. Every loaf I can eat. I'll take a piece afterwards and give it, but I can eat each loaf since I could say each loaf, yeah, I, in theory, I could eat. That's good enough. So, and he didn't give that answer. Rabbi was quiet. So he didn't give the answer, Smashma, that the reasoning is not based on hoel or not hoel. Amalei, so Rabbi Yirmiya then retorted to Rabbi Zeyel Tameich, 
what according to your svara that he had a that he didn't retort to him I, that I hold of Hoel, I Reb Lezer hold of Hoel. Had the Tanina Bryce we learn our Bryce Amalur Reb Lezer Lezer told in the Bryce we said Reb Lezer told uh, told uh, Rabbi Yeshua according to your words how ever Mishem Bali or Bali Matzei. According to you, what do you mean? You're going to leave it there and turn to Chametz? You're from Bali Rabbi Matzei v'shasikle, and Rabbi Yeshua gave no answer in the Brisa. Hachanami to lo he didn't answer him. Hakam hadalei maslisin. In our Mishnah, we Rabbi Yeshua retorted to Rabbi Lezer. He said over there maslisin that tnan lo zeu chametz shemusar nelo mishum bali rabbi matzah. This is not chametz that you're over bali rabbi because it's not yours. So in the Mishnah, he gave the retort. In other words, many times you find the full dialogue in the Mishnah, or you full you find the full dialogue in the Brisa. But but in both places, maybe the whole dialogue is not listened. So the fact that he doesn't say in the Brisa uh, that uh, <coughs> that uh, we, we don't find the answer that Rabbi Shua retorted to Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Lezer says, well, you're often by Rabbi Matzei. And you don't find it uh, in the Brisa that uh, Rabbi Shua retorted him? He did retort in the Mishnah. In the Mishnah he said, no, you're not often by your Matzei. In the Brisa is not, it doesn't mean that in the Brisa he didn't respond. In the Brisa you don't find the, rep- the reply. In the Mishnah you find it. Maybe Reb Lezer was quiet in the Mishnah when Reb Lezer said to him, hey, you're, you, you know, well, according to you, right, uh, you're not over by Rabbi Matzei. Uh, I, I hold you not over by Rabbi And according to you, you're over on Losasik Malacha. And he answered in a different b'risa. Mechilta is like a b'risa that has the explanations with it. So, <clears throat> so maybe he answered him somewhere else that he holds of oil. And therefore, Rashi comes out that that's really the best way to explain the machlokas. Rashi says in the middle of the wide lines there, Reb Lezer holds of Tova Sanamaman, and therefore it's his. It belongs to you, the person who's baking it. And therefore, if you let it turn chametz, you're going to be open by Rabbi And the reason you could bake it is because of Hoel. You could say Hoel, since I could say in each and every one, I could eat it. Each and every one I'm baking, I'm not baking it for the coin. Every one of these is, is mine. I can give a little piece to the coin afterwards. That's good enough. So, and, there, and Rabbi Shul holds, no, he holds, it's not mamon. Tavosan is not mamon. Therefore, I don't own it. And let it turn chametz. It's not a problem. Tanya, Rabbi Omar Lach Rabbi Lezer. Rabbi Lach is like Rabbi Lezer, which means what? That you bake it first. Rabbi Yitzchak says, no, put it in water. And as if you have dough, which is tome, and you have to be mafresh chala, and you can't Bake that challah because it's over and it's yours. Put it in cold water. Just just uh, retard its fermentation process. Vakama, uh, okay. So that's 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 it. he says. Rebbe Lachas, Rebbe Olza Lachas like Rebbe Lezer. Rebbe says Lachas like Rebbe Seir. We'll talk more about this on another day. Vakama Shir Isa. How much is the Shir? How much dough do you have to make? Right, and not more. In other words, how much dough should you have? If you have a ton of dough. It's very hard to control it before you bake it, and it, some of it will f- start fermenting. What's the maximum amount of dough that you should play with on Pesach? So, if it's wheat, two kav, two measures. A kav is like 24 eggs. So, uh, barley doesn't turn chametz that quickly, so you can have three kav there. In other words, don't fool around with, with two or three, or more than two or three, uh, respectively, kavin of dough. Rab Nasnam and Rab Shemelezer Chilafadram, the other way around. That Saorin is two and Chitan is three. I have a tiny Rab Shemelech of Shalak Omer, Bechitan Shloshes Kavan, Vasorin Arba Kavan. That it's not two and three, respectively, but it's three and four. So, how do you deal with this? Lokasha, Hobbe Chasich, Hobbe Melisa. If you're talking about inferior, Chasich means inferior dough. Inferior dough 
you need more of to turn chametz. It doesn't ferment as quickly. And better ones is two and three. Amar Papa Shmami Na. You see over here that green mechita kiyasa. The proportion that bad wheat is the proportion mechita miyasa tfei migda green sarit chasech In other words, the proportion of bad wheat is greater than the uh, to good wheat is greater than the proportion of bad barley to good barley. Dilu hasam tilsa because when we talked about good wheat, it's two. And bad barley takes three for it to turn uh, to, to to ferment. So that's a ratio. In other words, a third. It's a third. A third of the bad uh, one is equal to the is it brings you down to the good one. The a third of three is two. It brings you down to two, and that's the ratio of bad to good. But when it comes to barley, it's a, it's only a quarter because you say four bad barleys is the equivalent of three good barleys. He's just telling you that in, that the uh, the pr- proportion is greater of bad barley to good uh, to, of uh, a bad wheat to good wheat rather than uh, uh, bad barley to good barley, which is only a quarter down. Amarav. Now, <clears throat> so we've been talking about. Um, what's the maximum of dough that you should use? So you have to be careful not to let it turn into chametz. Amarav, kava melugna, kav from meloga, that place, lepischa. That's how much, that's how much you should have. That's uh, for Pesach. Because you shouldn't need more than a kav, a kav of the measure of that particular locality. That was the kav that they used, that you shouldn't do more than that. All right, that's what you need to, pr- to preserve it from becoming chametz. V'chein l'chala all year round. You know, that's also the minimum amount of shir of chalif. Excuse me, if you make a very small amount of flour, you're not, you're not mechuyif to take challah from there. It's only, that's the shear, right? Last Rashi on the page. So it's an interesting thing that the minimal shear for being challah on challah all year round is the maximum shear for Pesach, according to what Rav says. You said it's a melugna, um, um, uh, a, a kav, a, one kav, uh, from Maloga is the amount of is the, is the max amount that you should use on Pesach, which is the minimal amount of challah for all year round. But Tanan, we learned we learned in in Masechtas Challah Chameshes Revom Kemach Vaod Chayv Mechala that the minimal shear of Chayv Mechala is five quarters. Five quarters is one and a quarter. Now, what do we mean by that? We'll see. But the but the point is, he says. So you say it's what you say it's one kav from Maloga. Here we see it's. One and a quarter cobs. It's five quarters, which is one and a quarter. Says Hachikamer. Hachikamer. Kava melugnoi nami koi. In other words, in Maloga, they had a larger shiur rim. So the what we're talking about, the equivalent of one and a quarter, or five quarters of uh, of um, five quarters of um, kav, five quarter five quarter cobs, or one and a quarter cob of regular dough is the, in in a normal place and other places the same as one cob. Well, uh, in uh, Maloga. So we're talking about the same shear. How much is that shear? So Rashi goes into the whole to explain to us like the following. The Torah tells us when it comes, it says, uh, the beginning of your dough, right, you should give to the Kohen. How much is that? Uh, which is, an, it says, Omer la Golgolas. That's what the Pasuk says. And Omer goes, how much is that? And it says, Va'omer asira seifahu, right? So that's the amount of shear that you have in Chala. If you have an Omer, which is a tenth of an eifa. How much is an eifa? An eifa has three saw, listen carefully, three saw, and each saw is six kav. So therefore, an eifa is 18 kav, right? Three times six is 18. An eifa is six kav. Now, I mean, an eifa is uh, 18 kav. Now, how much is an omer that you're chayiv on chala? 
a tent. The Pusik says, Michael, what's the Pusik? Who, right? So an Omer is a tenth of an eighth. An eighth is 18 kav. So how much is a tenth of 18? 1.8. Now we have the advantage that we have a decimal system today, so it's a little easier to understand than Rashi with explaining how many eggs and pieces and fifths of eggs and etc. etc. So we'll explain it very simple with a decimal system. We have 1.8. We're saying over here that the minimal shear is 1.8 kav. However, that was the midbar kav. In Yerushalayim that came afterwards, they, they, lo- they made the kav bigger by a sixth. So if you take 1.8 and you make it bigger by a, you make the kav now is bigger, so it's only 1.5 kavs, right? Because you take a sixth from 1.8, which is 0.3, and bring it down one. So 1.5 kav Yerushalmis is the equivalent of 1.8 kavs that they had in the Midbar. Later on, they made it, they made the kav even bigger by another sixth. Listen carefully. And that's what they call the kav tzipori. Okay, if I take a sixth, I'm down to 1.5 kav Yerushalmis, which is 1.8 kav Amaris. If I take a sixth off of 1.5, Rick, how much do I have left? Got to go to Rick for this. 1.25, right? So 1.25 is one and a quarter. That's what the mission, that's what the Gemara means in the top line here. Chameshes revorm kemach v'od, one, uh, uh, five quarters v'od. We're going to get to the v'od in a minute. Uh, so five quarters, which is one and a quarter kav tzipori, is the minimal shear of chala. One and a five, kav, one point one, uh, one, one and a quarter, which is one point two five. The problem is chameshes revam kamech It says one point two five plus. The way I just explained the decimal, it's one point two five exactly. So here, Tosis helps us that's out. Why we have, uh, that's why we have a committee of weights and measures. So we <laughs> don't get into this. That's right. No, well, we're getting into it. We're explaining it now. This is the this is the Department of Weights and Measures, right? Um, <laughs> And uh, they didn't storm that building. Chamesh is from Kemach. Rashi logaris v'od. Rashi doesn't have the od. You see the word v'od, the fourth word on this page? Rashi doesn't take it because it's exact. Like I just explained. You started with 1.8, which is the Omer, which is the Asiris Saifa, 1.8. Take a sixth off that for your Shamis. Now you're down to 1.5. Take a sixth off that, 1.25. But it's not 1.25 v'od. Right, if you so Rashi takes out the vote because it's exact, right? Rashi says he says if vote maybe meant if you have more than that, in other words, that's the minimum. The minimum is one and a quarter. Any more than that, or maybe up until one and a quarter, you don't have to, but more than one and a quarter, you do. Rashi the Tosis tries to explain Rabbi Ben and Tom's uh, shita that maybe he's going with the shita that. Uh, that when we say one and a quarter, up to one and a quarter, you're putter, right? But from one and a quarter and on, and on you have to. Anyway, that's the Shirm of Yosef in the third line. Honey, Nashi Didan, our women, no, they're more machmer. They only do three logs. Kfiza is three logs. Three lo- a log is a quarter of a kav. Now, we just said when the minimum shear is five, is, is, um, is five quarter kavs, or one and a quarter, 1.25, five quarter kavs. And uh, uh, every quarter kav is a log. He says, we only have three logs, which is three quarters of a kav. Uh, we only use that. I'm only a buy in my diet. The you're being machmer. The women don't want to have too much dough there so that it shouldn't rise and become chametz, right? But it's a chumadasi lekul. It's a kula to come mafkin mechalik because then they're not chayiv and chala. In other words, we're saying take the maximum, take the maximum you can use for Pesach not to be too dangerous. That's also the minimum for chala. You want to be machmer and say, no, we want to take less than that. So we should, we, we don't want to be over on chametz. You don't want it to rise, but then you're, you're not going to be chayiv and chala. Omer they do like Rebelezer, like the Rebelezer 
on our Mishnah that it's not Rablezer Omer. This is a different Rablezer. It's the same Shita. It's the same person that are Roda when you when you remove the Chalas from the oven and you put them in the basket. Asalmatzar from the Chala. That's what Rablezer said before. Don't call it Chala yet. Remember, bake it now. And when you put it in the basket, then you'll have the right shear. Right when the, when they when the when the when the dough rises and becomes a thing, then you'll have a bigger shear. So use smaller shear of dough, three quarters of a of a of a kav. Right, the three logs, and then afterward you bake it. And then you'll have the right shear, and then you could be you could take challah then. But maybe Rabbi Shmuel lachker Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Lezer, Amalei, I've written Merlam Rabbi Shmuel ben Levi, Loshanal kick rose shall buffer. That's only if you have loaves. The Babylonian both Shinosh Kazuza, they're big, they're round, and they touch one another, so it's like one big mix of dough. You need one big mass. Avalkachin, but if you have narrow loaves, low. So even narrow loaves also, if you put into afterwards when you put them in the basket, that's good enough. Boy Rabbi what happens if you don't have a basket? What happens if you, you put them in something and when you take them off, you put them on a board which has no ledges, has no rim around it, so it's not a basket. Would you say there also it's like one big mass mouth? Bina, do you need middle of a cleave? There's no, it's not middle of a cleave. It's like on a flat board, and therefore you wouldn't be able to give chal that way. Odilma, avir bina, you need the airspace. Well, you can, you do have airspace there. Take it. That question stands. Tanya about this final thing. Rablez Romer hasal mitzar. For says the basket puts them together to give chal. It's one big mass. Rabshuomer tana mitzar. You don't even need that. Just putting them in the oven together is good enough. Rabshuom galil omer. But again, the advantage of the basket is after it's baked, they're bigger. So now you have the shear. Only the big ones, only the round ones where they touch one another, they, they cleave to one another, that, that makes it into one big tear. From Rashi brings down over here, Rashi middle of the page says, and now we hold like Rebelezer Bechala, that you don't burn kachim on yantif, and, and, and therefore you don't want it to and you don't want it impossible, it's going to turn into chametz, so therefore the best thing is to bake it, like we said, and give the, and give the chala afterwards. Now, in those days, they had very small ovens. Not everybody had an oven. You know, even in Europe, they didn't all have their own oven. So three women is the maximum that can share one oven. What do we mean by that? They can all do their work together. The problem is you have three women, right? One, two, and three. If they're all kneading at the same time, and then one of them uses her, the oven, by the time you get to the second and certainly the third person, the dough that she needed might turn into chametz. So he says, don't worry about it. Just be careful, right? So he says, three women could do it, but not more. Because if you have 10 women, 20 women all needing, by the time, you know, they get to the 20th ones, her, her dough certainly would have risen and become chametz. So he says, three you could do. Come say, no, don't do that. Right? But uh, if three women are, are needing their dough, they should do it, um, what we call that, in turns, right? Doing this, what do you mean? Uh, one while one is kneading, the other one is already shaping the dough into the loaves, and while the while the first one is already baking. In other words, one should start should start. Then, when the second, when that person is is arranging, is is uh, shaping the dough, then the other person uh, can start kneading. When the person who shaped, when number one is baking, then the second person could start shaping, and then the third person can start kneading. Do it in such a way so that the person that you that they won't have to wait. That it, that the person kneading won't sit there and wait for for too long. Rabbi Kiva agrees with that. He says he says local nashim local eitzim local term shem. They're not all the same. It depends. Some women are faster. Some women are slower. It depends on the wood. Is the wood uh, wet? Is it burning quickly? Not all ovens are the same. They don't burn. Zeh Everybody agrees with this. The tafach if it starts to rise. 
tiltosh bitsana and sprinkle it with cold water, keep it to, to retard the rising, to retard the fermentation. Tanarabana. Lasha, when this person uh, is, uh, is kneading, he mekatefes, the one who already uh, kneaded before, should be shaping. Vechaberta lasha tachteh. And then the other one, and then the other one will knows if if the second if the first one is already shaping then the third one could the one behind her the second one can start kneading so then if if once she is uh, when she's shaping it once the second one is uh, is uh, shaping it then uh, she, the first one can uh, can bake it. and it goes on like that. and then the third one will start kneading when the second one is shaping and the first one is 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 already baking. it goes around. Now just keep it going. Keep it going. As long as you're involved with it, as long as you're still kneading it, it won't turn into chametz. So make sure that as soon as you finish kneading it, you're ready to start shaping it. And then when you start shaping it, the other person could start kneading it. And when you finish shaping it, you put it in the oven and you bake it. And then the person behind you will start shaping and so on and so forth. I, I judge I took a question for Mulil. I'm Dana Rabban. I said and I said to him, Rebbe, uh Benashim's Rizas or Benashim Shenis? Are we talking about uh Rebbe says, what, what kind of women are you talking about? When he says over there, Ramlil says, you know, uh they could all do it at the same time. Are you talking about women who are very <clears throat> you know, very um careful and uh, particular and they're and they are uh, um you know, anxious to do the job correctly, and they're uh, they're not lazy. We're talking about wet wet fuel or dry fuel. What kind of an oven is it? Is it a tanner that gets very hot up that can heat to you know to eight hundred degrees or not so much? We don't know. Everybody is different. You have to look at each case individually. And uh, that's what the Chum said. This is how you could do it. Not three, not more. So that's what Rakiva said. He done in front of Rabbi Galil, right? Rabbi Galil was the one who said that three could do it at the same time, right? But the Chum disagree, uh, and they said uh, this is what the Chum. And that's that's it. Local Nashim. And there's a Zaklal Batsvidya, right? Rosh. If you this this we all agree on. We all agree that if it starts to rise, you better sprinkle some cold water on it and and try to stop it. So Rabbi Kiva, uh, you know, he said uh, he didn't agree with Rabbi Kiva. said, you know, what, what kind of women are you talking about? What's the situation over here? The circ- what are the circumstances? But Rabbi Kiva was machmer, at least he shouldn't have more than three women. Uh, that's the maximum. Seor, we had this gemara before, Seor. Seor is dough which is not fully baked. It hasn't yet turned totally into chametz. You saw if you got to burn it. You got to get rid of it. We had this before. Ba'ochlo putter. But your putter, now what do you mean your putter? Your putter from karas. And as we'll see, according to Rabbanon, since Seor is basically chametz nuksha, it's not edible. Not edible. It's like a mixture. We had before a mixture and non-edible. Remember, we had the four cases that are mixtures and the three that are chametz nuksha. So there we had Reb Meir and Reb Lezer say, you're high of Malkus for that. The Rabbanon said, no Malkus either, but you got to get rid of it. So Seor, Yisara, 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 Siduk, if it's cracked, in other words, it's starting to make up, 
Yisarif, Baochel Chayv Karis, Yachayv Karis. Ezu Seor, what's Seor? Kechanik Agavim, Seor, according to this sheet, this is Rabbi Yehuda, says, Seor, where it's still considered Chomitz Nuksh, it's not edible, is where the top starts to, it starts to split, like the horns of a, of a locust. Siduk, if it's more crack, there's a lot of cracks in it. The, the cracks start to uh, run into one another. That's Rabbi Yehuda. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, if it just starts, it's still see or, and you're not chayiv on that. You're not chayiv cars, you're not chayiv anything. Rashi says, the chum say, we'll see who the chum is. The chum is really Rameir. We had the sheet of chum Romer. Zeh v'zeh, both of these, whether it's kanei chagavim or stokim niknem zeh, ha'ol chayiv karis. Either one chayiv karis. In other words, is that's chametz. Ezu seor, but the Mishnah said seor has to be burnt at your potter. What seor that your potter on? Kol shechsifu panav ka'adam she'amdo sarasev. It's where the the it started to crust. It turned white like a person whose hair stood up out of fright. He, his hair stood out of out of fright, and uh, I never saw that really happen. Only in the Three Stooges, but but uh, his face turned white, right? Right. Uh, his face turned white. That you've seen people like you got frightened. Their their face turned white. Right, where he said that, uh, what is Malbin? That you, you embarrassed him so much that the, that he, it's like he died, right? The, the, the blood ran out of his, uh, out of his face. Any case, so he says that, that's, that's when it's like turned whitish. So whitish, according to Rabbanan, which is Rab Meir, right, says that you have to burn, but your potter from, uh, for your potter from, your potter from Kares, that's Seor. Now really, Rab Meir holds your potter from Kares, but about Malchus, we had before, maybe Rameir would say, you're chayiv Malchus, for of komach metzis lo sechelu. Tan Rabbanam, ezo seor, what is seor? Kol shechsif aponav, ka'adam sham desorosav. Okay, that's the sheet of really Rameir. Siduk, what is siduk? Kekane chagavim, div Rameir. Rameir's sheet is that it already, even kane chagavim, if it's already siduk, like it starts cracking, that's already chametz gomer, and you're chayiv chorus for that. But seor, where you're not chayiv chorus, if it just turned white. But according to Rameir, just turning white, you still could be high of Malkus. The Chum here is Rabbi Yehuda. In the Mishnah, Chachamim was her mayor. In the Gemara, the Chum is Rabbi Yehuda. Chum Ezu Seer, Kachanik Gabim. That your putter for. Karnech Gabim is your putter. That's not really Chum, it's still Chum, it's Nuksha. Siduk, Shinasarvis, Dakin, Zebazeh. Then he says, Rabbi Yudah says, you're not Chayv Karis in Karnei Chagavim at all. Rabbi Yudah your Potter in, in the case where it's, uh, where it's uh, just see or like, uh, like, um, like even Karnei Chagavim, you're Potter from that. Ah, Rabbi Yudah says, your Potter, is whether it's uh, whether it's Karnei Chagavim or Siduk, Reb Meir holds both of those your Chayiv Karas for. Whereas Reb Yudah says you're only Chayiv Karas on Tzidisar V'stuk and Zebazeh. But Karnei Chagavim is Chomets Nuksha, and according to Reb Yudah, you'd be Potter even from Malchus, says Rashi. V'anantan Siri Sarf, Ochla Potter, Div Reb Yudah, Emel Reb Meir, Zebazeh Ochla Chayiv Karas. Amorav, my time Reb Meir, why does Rameir say that if it's even beginning, this is a big mach, the real machlokas here is kechanikav, when it starts turning, when it starts cracking just a little bit, like, you know, like a locust's horns, uh, you say, Rabbi Yudah says, you're putter, you're putter, you're putter from Kares, according to Rabbi even putter from Alav, because uh, we pass like the Rabbanan, apparently, that Komach Metzis Lothar does not give you a lav of, of, of Malchus, and according to Rameir, you're high of Kares for that. What's the reason? What's this is a big thing because Rameir holds If it starts to crack at the bottom, 
there's a lot of cracks underneath. So he says, if, if, there's, if there's a little bit cracked at the top, you can rest assured that underneath it, there's many cracks, and therefore it's Chametz Gomer, whereas Rabbi Yudah doesn't hold to that. If you look in the Rashi, four lines from the bottom of the page, Chachamim de Braisa, who Rabbi Yudah de Masnison. Again, Chachamim in the Braisa, that's Rabbi Yudah. Chachamim Ezel Seir Kekana Chagavim. Siduk That's Rabbi Yudah in the Mishnah, and the Chachamim in the Mishnah is her mayor. Later on, two lines from the bottom in Rashi, Rashi says over there, before we said, remember, a blazer and Reb Meir hold that you are high of Malchus of Kol Machmetzes Lo Sochelib. Reb Yudah holds like the Rabbanan, Reb Yudah's Rabbanan, you're not even high of Malchus that. You got to get rid of it because you're supposed to get rid of it. Maybe you're over by your Rabbi Matzah. There was a Machlokas Rashi and Tosis at the first mission in the Perak. But Reb Yudah holds there's no Malchus and no Karis. Says the Mishnah, our boss at the top of Memtes, our boss are. Shachalios b'Shabbos. This is, happens very often. Erev Pesach is on Shabbos. What do you do? Mevarinus akomafnei Shabbos. So the Tanakam de Rameir. Rameir says, you know, we get rid of everything before Shabbos. Just keep a little bit. What do we do? You keep a couple of lachmaniot, a couple of rolls, right? And you eat what you can. If you have anything over, you flush it down the toilet, right? That's what we do, right? You get rid of the chametz the day before. Chametz say no, bismanam, not a problem. You have chametz. What's the problem? You could eat the whole day. Erev Pesach, Erev Shabbos is the 13th. The 14th of, of Nisan is Shabbos. Shabbos, make sure you eat it all up. Give it to the dog. Do whatever you want with it, right? You can get rid of it. There's plenty of people who eat your chametz up. Rabbi Lezer of Tzadik says, when we pass like Yomara, Truma of Shabbos. You see, Truma, you can't give to the, if there's, there's not, a lot, not, not as many Kohanim as there are regular people, regular Jews. So there's not so many options with the Truma, and you can't give it to the, you can't give it to a behema. So therefore, right? Uh, you can't give it to your animals either. And you can't leave it around, right? So it's from chametz. So therefore, chametz, the truma chametz, you should take a burn before Shabbos. But chulin, regular chulin, bisman, and get rid of it in the time. There's always ways to get rid of it. You can give it to different people. My father once was on Shabbos and Yavna, that Shabbos was, the, was Erev Pesach. Ubaz Zonim and Murshal Mulil, Zonim, that was his name, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, whatever, the assistant of Mulil, Vomer Higia Ace Lavarus Hamas came time to, to burn the Hamas. Vallachti Acharab, and I followed my father, Bianus Hamas, we burned the Hamas. Bianus Hamas, in other words, they got rid of it. Bianus, not clear what this, what happened over here, but it sounds like he's, he's supporting his idea that Chulin you could even get rid of on Shabbos. Bianus doesn't mean necessarily uh, burning, it means getting rid of, destroying. So they got rid of it on Chumet. So it could either mean that he's talking about the Truma, that the Truma that they burnt Terika heir of Shabbos, that Shabbos, or it could mean, I think he's trying to emphasize his point that you can get rid of it on Shabbos itself. Uh, Truma, you got to get rid of before Shabbos, but the Chulun you can get rid of on Shabbos. They went and 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 they destroyed it on Shabbos. And there's there's, there's ways to uh, to get rid of on Shabbos. Give it to the dogs. Do whatever you have to do as long as it's not uh, uh, as long as it's not Truma. There's plenty of ways to get rid of it on Shabbos. So okay, tomorrow's Daf is Daf Memtes. will be on the podcast on Sunday morning. We're going to start on Daf Nun Sunday's Daf from the third line on Daf Nun. The third line on Daf Nun. Have a good Shabbos, everybody. Hey, be well. Yeah. Hey, Brian. Uh, can I ask a little question? Yeah. Um, there's a halacha that something that can't go in the mikvah can't you you, you can mitayer that if you break it if you change it to, uh, right 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 it. right like a klicheres correct yeah right so if I have if I have a a, a, a dough that's not baked yet okay and it becomes tummy not 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 food food you can't put food in the you can't put food in the, in a mikvah uh, 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 right. so, so yeah why can't why can't I change it 
I have, I have, I have a batsek. Right. Now it's batsek that's Sunday. It's still so batsek. I make it in tomatoes and bacon. I changed it sora. It's not batsek anymore. Now it's matzah. Right. And and therefore it shouldn't be. A, it's still the same bread. You haven't changed. You haven't destroyed it. No, you haven't destroyed it. It's just it's a different form of the same food. You haven't destroyed it. You haven't destroyed it. A klicheres you have to destroy, make a new thing. It's not the same kli anymore. This is the same food. You've just baked it. That's all. It's the same food. All right. Have a good Shabbos, everybody. Be well. That's why you. That's why you can't. That's why there's no way to be matar food. You can't be matar food. Okay. Take care.